Good morning, everybody. Good to have you with us this morning. It's so good to have you all. So good to have a family. I pray that uh, you guys are ready to receive something that is more precious than gold. And that's the truth of God, that we leave here on a higher level in which we came in. So good to see you guys, Rhonda, uh, Rob, Denise, Ronald. I love you guys. I appreciate it. You know, I love to tell a story. And I'm going to start out with this song. I love to tell a story <clears throat> of unseen things above, about God and his love, about spiritual things. That's what we love to tell. That's what I love to tell. Mm. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love, I love to tell the story because I know it's true it satisfies my longing as nothing else can do sing a song with me sing it oh I love to tell the story it'll be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love. Oh, yeah, of Jesus and his love. Wow. I love to tell a story. I wanted to sing that song for you because it has so much to do with what I want to talk about this morning, what I believe God wants me to talk about, wants us to, to understand, is our story. Everyone tells God's story. You're put here to tell God's story, but yet you are part of God's story. I'm part of God's story. Do you understand how that goes? I love to tell a story. I love to talk about Jesus and his unfailing love. I love to talk about the things of God, but I also love to talk about where I fit into the kingdom of God. I love to tell my story, and I want you this morning to love to tell your story. When someone asks you who you are, you are first a child in Christ. You're a child in God. You're a follower of Christ, but you also have a purpose. You have a blueprint that God has for you on your life. Let's talk about that God's blueprint first before we do. I have to have me a little sip of coffee here. Thank you this morning. Mm. Uh, Lori, good to have you. And uh, looks like uh, uh, Maria. Uh, Robin, good to have you guys. Love you all. If you have any prayer requests, uh, any praise reports, anything, let my wife know. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bring her on. Let's bring my wife on this morning. Let's see if she's out there. Um, uh, let's there. I'm out here telling the story. <laughs> all right. What story are you telling this morning, Shanita? Uh, 
You know, I'm testifying about how good God has been. He's just kind of dropped things into our lap, things that we have needed for a long time, um, the office space, the uh, volunteers. We're just so, so blessed, and I'm that, so grateful. Absolutely, because when we have a purpose in life, which we have, and, and people out there listening to us have a purpose in life, we all do, God brings forth the things to fulfill that purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you brought that up because Shanita, God gave us this ministry some, some years ago and said, go forth and do what you need to do. Bring the truth, David and Shanita. And also God said to me, and I wanna share this with you, God, with you all. God told me, he says, David, they have assassinated my character. <laughs> that, when, God, when I heard God say that to me, it broke my heart. I said, God, you're right. The religious system has assassinated your character. They, they've misrepresented you. They've manipulated your word and who you are and your love for their benefit. Mm -hmm. And people that don't go to church, Shanita, they look at, at all this and they go, I don't want any part of God. But yet God said to us, go forth and tell the people. So, David, you can't do anything, David. You, you, you can do nothing. I said, I know, Lord, I can do nothing. But the Lord said, but you can just be still and listen to me and let me be. Uh, I want you to be a, a, an instrument that I can funnel my words through. And Shanita, God has been so great on that. And I just appreciate it so much. So, uh, But anyway you're willing to take time to be still. I mean, you have disciplined yourself as a very regular habit over the years and modeled that for our six children. You have. Yeah. Well, thank you. I wish, I wish I could live up to that, but I'll take that as encouragement. Thank you. Um, so if anybody wants to be part of the ministry, they can always go to David TV uh, forward slash give, or they can call you at 844-806-0006. If they need prayer, where, how, how do they, other than chat, how do they get prayer requests to you? Email admin at davidhebner.tv or text 615-861-9659. Okay, that's admin at davidhebner.tv. If you have prayer requests, if you have a praise report, get it to Shanita. Mm -hmm. We're going to be praying for you at the end of this uh, gathering here uh, this morning. Um, and back a minute when you were talking about assassinating God's character? And there's the realm of people who maybe don't know God, but they get like the wrong impression of God. But then there's also people who were in the church and were victims of spiritual abuse and, and maybe haven't realized it, but there's, there's that hurt and rejection they're dealing with. And I feel like God has called you to father those fatherless and be there for those you talked about maybe a widow, not in the, the physical sense, but she feels widowed maybe spiritually or relationally. And that's, that's part of our ministry that I'm really grateful of. That's part. right. Yeah, thank you. That's right. We do. We, we father the fatherless, um, people that are uh, victims of, of, ritual, of so abuse, mm -hmm. e even satanic ritual abuse, uh, 
program multiples, folks, we get into all this very deep, and this is what we do in our ministry. God's called me to this. Not many people do this. Some do, but not many. And uh, DavidHeavener.tv is our platform. If you'd like to become a family member this morning, go and sign up. It doesn't cost much, and you can go with us on Underground on Monday nights and talk to the guests and be part of the family. But please go to DavidHeavener.tv and sign up. Uh, it's so important. All right, Shanita. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. All right. So what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about the uh, blueprint, the blueprint for your life. God has a blueprint for you. You see, when he made you, um, and I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about he formed you in the womb to come into this life, to birth you. There was a blueprint that went with that. There was something specific and detailed, a perfect plan just for you that nobody else can fulfill. It's a very significant work in God. But what's a blueprint we need to ask? First thing we need to ask is what is a blueprint? If, if, for us to understand that we have a blueprint for our life, we need to understand what's a blueprint. Well, a blueprint is a complete picture of your life from beginning to end. A complete picture of who you are, of why you're here from beginning, middle, and end. Wouldn't you want to know that? I sure would like to. You know, there's people sending off their DNA to 123andMe and Ancestry.com and all this other stuff, and they want to know where they came from. Well, I don't want to know where I came from. I want to know where I'm going to. I want to know what, what God has in store for me. Why did God, did you put me on the face of this, this earth? Why am I breathing? Why am I taking up this space? That's what I want to know. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you. God's talking to you. He's talking to Jeremiah, but this is for you. It's for me. Listen, folks. I know the plans I have for you, says God, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Did you hear that? God has plans to prosper you, not harm you, to give you a future, to give you hope. But yet, so many Christians are so crippled. They're struggling. They're, they're crying out, I need help. The reason is because the church has dropped the ball. They don't come to the plate. They don't minister. They don't tell the truth because they don't know or they hide their head in the sand. Folks, we don't. We expose the enemy right now. Matter of fact, we cast them into hell and they will not return. God prospers. Satan brings poverty, both emotionally, mentally, financially. God prospers emotionally, mentally, financially. Satan brings harm. Satan's out to destroy. God gives us hope in the future. Satan tries to derail us through depression and hopelessness. So good to have you guys this morning. But why am I lost, you say, David? You know, I wake up and I, I have all these thoughts and I feel hopeless. And I'm, I'm scared, David. I, I'm, I'm sick and I, I don't even feel like going to church. I mean, I'm glad I'm here with you all, but, but I, I just don't feel like 
you know, what's happened? Has God abandoned me? No, God never abandoned you. Listen to me. God will never abandon you. Never. The problem is you and I, we abandon our blueprint. And it's not your fault. You don't know. It wasn't my fault. I didn't know. I have, how can I know to abandon something or not abandon if I don't know that something exists, if I don't understand it? Folks, you have a documented blueprint for your life. You say, David, how can you say documented? Because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It's recorded in a deed that can never be canceled. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? Now that you know your names in the Lamb's book of life forever, you have eternal salvation. What will you do? Will you sit on the couch, eat potato chips, and watch the next, I don't know, Christian movie that pops up? Or will you roll up your sleeves and get out there and do what God has commissioned you to do? God never changes his blueprint to match our mistakes. Instead, he uses our mistakes to complete his blueprint. Let me say that again. God will never change his blueprint to match our mistakes. Instead, he uses our mistakes to complete his blueprint. Folks, I've made so many mistakes in my life. I have derailed so many times. I have shunned God. I have I've turned my back. I've chickened out. I've made so, and, and even when I haven't chickened out, I've done something and I goofed. I just went the wrong direction. But when I look back, I see how God took all those mistakes and he used them to com, to, to, in, in, in order to complete the blueprint in my life. But what happens is when we make mistakes and we fail, we want to condemn ourselves. And then we're around people that want to condemn us and tell us you're no good. You can't do it. God says you can. I don't care how many mistakes you make, says God. I will always be there for you. I will never forsake you. And no matter how long and how many mistakes you've made, I will always bring you back into your blueprint if you repent. Repent. Repent is an everyday, for me, sometimes every hour event where we repent, where I repent, I turn away from. Say, David, why do you show up here every Sunday? Why do you endure the put downs from other so called, uh, I don't know, church leaders and People on YouTube and people in chat and, you know, and, and people don't respect online ministries as much as, you know, in person. Oh, it's fine to have an online when there's COVID or, you know, when you just can't make it or, you know, the online ministry is just a stepchild. It's not real. Let me tell you something. This meeting you and I are having right now, right now is just as real and just as important as a as a, as a six flags over Jesus church with a hundred thousand people in the auditorium because scripture says where two or more are gathered in his name there I will be 
and scriptures, not talking about just in person. Folks, this is the new way of ministry. There's going to come a time where we may not be able to travel. We may not be able to get around, but God has opened up this type of platform where we as people from all over the world, just think India, Australia, England, Japan, all over. If I'm missing your country, let me know. I'll put it in chat. All over the world. How many in-person meetings can do that? None. I'm not saying that you shouldn't meet in person. It's important. What I'm saying is people put this ministry down. They put online ministries down. They treat it like a, like a stepchild. And that's not right. You know, I do this because God called me to do it because it's the blueprint of my life. God said, you look at this, this blueprint, David. Now you need to do this, do this, and do this. But when you follow the blueprint of your life, now listen to me. When you follow the blueprint of your life, when God calls you to do something, it will nine times out of ten look weird to other people. It will look bizarre. You will stand out. You won't fit the status quo. Why? Because you're unique. Your blueprint is unique. The problem with Christians is we want to follow what other people have done. We want to look like somebody. We want to... to, to to talk like somebody and act like somebody, you can't. You need to be like you, act like you, talk like you. Don't worry about people calling you weird. Look at Jesus when he walked the face of the earth talking about people calling him names. They hated him. They tried to kill him. Well, they did in the flesh. But then he rose on that third day. You're not going to keep Jesus down. Just like you're not going to keep God's people down. They considered Jesus weird, strange. They had the Sabbath. They worshiped on the Sabbath. Jesus honored the Sabbath, but they found he saw that man put the Sabbath above God. Sabbath became their God. So Jesus went, and what did he do? He healed on the Sabbath. He told, told a man, pick up your mat and walk. Oh, they hated that. Because why? Jesus broke the rules. You see, folks, when people are not uh, 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 putting God where God needs to be on the throne, and they're worshiping some denomination, they're worshiping some tradition, you need to break a few rules. You didn't say, I'm not going to honor that denomination. Why? Because that's their God. I'm honoring God. Let's go to Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, can you imagine? Before you were even formed, before I was formed as a, as a baby, God knew me? I was around before I became a, before I showed up in the womb. I had that blueprint, you know, either before, right when I was formed in the womb. God had to know me before I was formed because you can't make a blueprint on something if you don't know it. So therefore, I would, God knew me before I was in the womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. See, before you were born, God set you apart. 
when you set something apart, you're taking something and you're putting it in a special category, which is what God has done with you in your life. He's put you in a special category and a, gr a, a group of elite, the Navy SEALs of Christianity, the Green Berets of, 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 of the kingdom of God, the recons of the faith, a special person, a special place for you. God sets apart and the devil tears apart. Let me say that again. God sets apart, but the devil tries to tear apart what God sets apart. That's what the devil's been trying to do with you and I. And this morning, he's going to go back to hell and he's going to stay there. And we're casting him out this morning. Putting you on notice, Satan. Since I appointed you as a prophet to the nations, some out of Jeremiah. Now, he appointed Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations. He could be appointing you as a prophet in these days. Now, you, you're not a prophet like Jeremiah and Ezekiel, but you are a prophet in the way that you are willing to speak out against status quo. Right? But he may not be uh, uh, appointing you as a prophet. He may be appointing you as something else. But whatever that is, you have a blueprint for that, and you need to follow. Your blueprint is perfect for you. You can't copy somebody else. Don't, don't, don't try to be somebody else, because you're not. You're only you. Enjoy being you. You say, David, I feel like a misfit. I know I felt like that for years. I didn't fit in. I still don't fit in. I don't. I don't even the space I'm in now, I don't fit in. I look at Shanita and I go, I, I, I sometimes don't relate. But that's okay. I'm not supposed to. God made me uh, peculiar. He made me very specific. He made you specific. So don't try to fit in. Just let, let God do the fitting in, okay? We don't need to, to compromise. Let's go to Psalms 139. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Of course, God, your works are wonderful. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days obtained for me were written in your book. Do you hear that? It's written. It's recorded. Your name is in God's book. Written in your book before one of them came true. Okay, listen. It was recorded what you would do before it's come true. You said, David, how can that be? What if I just sit on this couch and eat potato chips? Well, that ain't going to happen. Not if you're here this morning. <laughs> Holy Spirit's not going to let you sit on the couch and eat potato chips. There's no such thing as sitting on the couch eating holy potato chips. Doesn't work. It's called a couch potato. There is no holy couch potatoes. I like potato chips. I'm not saying it's wrong to eat potato chips. Don't eat too many unless they're baked because they're not good for you. But I like it. I'm not putting potato chips down. I'm just saying sitting there on the couch 
night after night or day after day or whatever you do, and you're just watching stuff, you're not doing anything, just watching something. Maybe you call somebody on the phone and talk about something. No, get out and do something. Martin Landau, a mentor of mine, great actor, he was Jewish. He said to try to do something is to fail. You don't try something, you do it. You either do it or you don't. If you, my mom used to say, do it or get off the pot. I guess she meant, you know, poo-poo or get off the pot. Don't just sit there. We got too many constipated Christians. They're just sitting on the pot. They're not doing anything. We need to stop being constipated. We need to let the Holy Spirit give us a give us a dose of laxative so we can get this stuff going, get it moving, do something, get off the pot. <laughs> I think it's the first time I ever turned a sermon into a laxative uh, commercial. But you know what I'm saying, folks. When we sit and do nothing, all of this religious stuff builds up inside of us. We become constipated. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to be constipated. I like to be regular. I like to, food goes in, food goes out. I'm very happy. I'm very content. All right? Called doing something. All right. Let's get back to it. Um, all right. God created a blueprint for each and every one of us. Like I said, Satan wants to steal it away. He wants to confuse the blueprint. When we get to heaven, we're going to see our blueprint. Whoa, that's going to be scary. We're going to see the blueprint God had for us. And the question is, what we did with that blueprint, is it going to match the blueprint that God created for us? I want it to match. You see, folks, you can make all the mistakes you want, but as long as you repent, you get up and you keep doing, you will end up following that blueprint. Chain of mistakes. So, David, I, I just keep making the same mistake over and over again. I, I struggle. I struggle with this addiction. I struggle with anxiety. It, it, I, I'm struggling. These are generational curses. We carried these on from generation to generation. We're, we're going we're gonna to send that demon back to hell, the demon of generational curse. Patterns, patterns of failure. But I'm telling you, when there is repentance, God will take that mistake, that failure, and he'll apply it to the blueprint. But David, I might fail again. Yes, you might, and you probably will, as long as you're in the flesh. <laughs> what do you want me to do about that? I got my own problems. I know where that, where that pint of ice cream is in the freezer that I want to attack every night. I know where those chocolate chip cookies are and that big jug of milk. You know, I struggle with that. There's things I struggle with, but I'm not going to let that stop me. David, you don't understand. See, I, I even have this thing where sometimes I, I I'm going to say something very weird now, but you know, I struggle with alcohol and every once in a while I take a drink. Okay. Let's work on that addiction. Let's repent. Let's cast out that demon and let's get going. But don't sit around and wait for some kind of certified, uh, you know, uh, 
letter to show up from some denomination saying, welcome, uh, now you are, you, have cat, you are no longer an addict. Folks, we're going to be addicted to something until our last breath. Get going where you are. Don't look at your failures. Look at God. God can take those failures and turn them into beautiful things that will match that blueprint. Turning stumbling block blocks into stepping stones. Having a blueprint isn't uh, following or chasing a dream, by the way. No, it's not. It's fulfilling a destiny. Let me say that again. Having the blueprint for your life is not chasing a dream. It's fulfilling a destiny. The blueprint is a destiny for you and for me. I want to share something with you. I was seven years old when I was saved. Little boy, seven years old, a little Baptist church, Farmdale Baptist. I want to know if you guys were saved when you were little. A lot of times people say, no, you're too little to be saved. I don't think there's any age to be saved. Do you? I mean, I went up, I heard the message that Sunday morning, and I went up, Brother Borders said, God's calling someone up this morning, give their life to Christ. I was seven years old. I was on the back row. I heard God's voice, and I went up, and I gave my life to God. I didn't know what I was, I didn't know much about it. I just knew I wanted to give whatever I had to God. That's all I knew. Seven years old. But it wasn't until 19 years old that I became delivered. Let me explain something. I was saved at seven, but I wasn't delivered until 19, meaning I was saved, but I got caught up in all this drinking, you know, alcohol and, and sexual behavior and got caught up in the demon's web because I didn't have anyone mentoring me or watching over me. And I got caught up in it, but I was delivered at 19. See, folks, you can be saved, but if you don't get delivered of what you're dealing with, you become useless. You can't follow your blueprint. So at seven, I was saved. Nineteen, I was delivered. But wait a minute. It wasn't until age 35 that I became, that I, that I became to be proactive. I came alive to do God's work. I became proactive instead of reactive. You see, I, was, I got so fed up with the religious system. I said, this can't be God. There's too many lies. There's too much lukewarm. There's too much contradiction. Therefore, I'm not going to react anymore. I'm not going to just go to church and you know, support some preacher telling a bunch of lukewarm lies. I'm going to go and I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to seek God, seek his truth, and ask God, what do you want for my life? God, I've wasted so much time. And God said, here's what I want, son. I gave you a blueprint, and I want you to follow it. I said, God, I, I want to follow it, but I can't see that blueprint very well. And God said, I know you can't. But you will as time goes on and you're faithful and, and you will make, make mistakes, David. But every day that blueprint will get clearer and clearer. Just seek me first, the kingdom of God, and all things, David, will be added unto you. And that's what I've been doing for the past years, folks. Ten years. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Make God first. Not every day. I've failed. Are you kidding me? 
No, I'll get up in the mornings instead of seeking first the kingdom of God. I'll go to the YouTube channel and I'll check, I don't know, the news and watch all that nonsense. Who needs soap operas anymore? Just watch what's going on with the news. But no, I, I, I get off base, but, but, but I do seek first the kingdom of God as a whole. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you some things that's going to happen when you have a blueprint. Okay. When you have a blueprint, you have divine guidance. This is supernatural guidance, folks. This is guidance where people will look at your life and go, only God can be behind you. Only God can do what he's done with you. I'm sure you all have stories to tell of miracles that's happened. I know you do. Hallelujah, says God's holy. Ronald says, amen. That's what I say, amen. But you have divine guidance. Number two, supernatural protection. Folks, when you are living your blueprint, you will be supernaturally protected. When other people get taken out, you will remain. Let me give you an example. On social media, all my buddies, most of them, that have talked the way I talk, that preach the way I preach, that tell the truth, have been taken down out of social media. They have been gone. I could tell you that. And I'm talking huge channels, huge I mean, we have a pretty big channel, 100,000. But I'm still here. Praise God. Why? It's supernatural protection. Is it something I've done? No. It's in spite of what I've done. But when you step out in faith and you do what God tells you to do, you have this supernatural blanket of protection over you. Number three, you have wisdom. Unbelievable wisdom. It's not unbelievable. It should be believable. We have the mind of Christ. Solomon prayed for wisdom. God said, because you prayed for wisdom, but you could have prayed for money and things, I'm going to give you the wisdom. And because you prayed for wisdom, you're going to get all these things that go with them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Solomon sought wisdom. His son didn't. His son did not seek wisdom, and the kingdom pretty much fell apart. Number four, doors of opportunity open. If you're like me, you've sat around, you've grumbled, and you've groaned and said, oh, woe is me. I can't go anywhere. I can't do this. But when I go back to my blueprints, all of a sudden doors fly open of opportunity. It's just supernatural. They open. And they're the right doors, folks. Number five, relationships manifest and they strengthen. All of a sudden, God will be, bring people into your life. Lori says, amen, amen. People into your life that you would not otherwise had expected or even welcomed. And relationships that you have now, they will strengthen. Number six, you'll have peace beyond understanding. You'll have this peace that people look and go, how in the world in all this turmoil can you have all this peace? People won't understand it. Number seven, you'll have a life aligned with a purpose. You'll be a vessel of deliverance. See, God is my compass, Jeremiah 29, 11. I have plans to prosper you and not harm you. It's just about going to heaven, folks. Is it just about going to heaven? No, it's not just about going to heaven. It's about bringing heaven right here to earth for someone. 
It's not just us going to God, it's bringing God to people. Telling people God's true character. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. All your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. <clears throat> See, we, when we look at our blueprints, it will require us to have belief. Why? Because it's going to tell you and I that our blueprint is going to have us do crazy things. Extraordinary things. They're not ordinary. Things that are going to require God's power. So we don't lean on our circumstances. We don't lean on our understandings. We give it to God. <clears throat> Verse 6 says, In all your ways submit to Him, submit to God, and He will make your path straight. But this is the thing. I've gone down so many paths detours, dead ends. I had to back up. I've wasted so much gas. If I would just submit to God 100%, he would make that path straight. I wouldn't be wasting all this time, all this gas, right? Metaphor. Time short. I want to go straight. It's a story about a man who was given money by a rich man to build a house. This rich man uh, gave him a lot of money to build this house. And this man who got the money said, uh, oh, you know what, I will, uh, the rich man gave me all this money to build a house, but I can, I can build the house for just, you know, one-tenth of that. I can spend one-tenth of what he gave me. I'll build this house, and I'll keep all that money for myself. So in order to build the house, the man didn't go by the blueprint. He went by what was in his own head. He built it cheap, a bad foundation, cheap lumber, cheap, cheap nails, cheap windows, cheap roof, cheap everything. I mean, the thing was cheap, a cheap house. So he went to hand the keys over to the man. The rich man, he said, I built your house and on the outside, it looked great. He made sure he spent a little money on the outside, but the inside and the foundation, oh, it was terrible. He handed the rich man the keys. The rich man took the keys, looked at them, handed it back to the guy who built the house and said, congratulations, I'm going to give you this house to live in. You should have seen the look on the guy's face. Folks, he built a house with a faulty foundation, cheap, didn't go by the blueprint, and he was forced to live in it. Is that what we've done? Have we taken the pearls that God's given us, the unique talents that we have and if we cast them to swine or we use them for god well this morning we're going to be using them for god and we from this day on we use them for god there's a scripture and i won't go to it i'm going to paraphrase it that a man built a a house uh, on sand 
And when the rains came, it just washed the house away. And that's been our problem for so long is that we have built our house on sand. That we have not done the things that God wants us to do. We have not used the blueprint that God has created for us. We sang a song at the beginning. I love to tell a story. And I want to go back to that song if we could. I love to tell a story. You have a story to tell. And I have a story to tell about God's amazing love. But also we have a story to tell about the blueprint of our lives. And we have a story to live. Mm -hmm. I love to tell the story of unseen things above of Jesus and His glory of Jesus and His love I love to tell the story because I know it's true satisfies my longing as nothing else can do. Do you love to tell the story? Sing it with me. I love to tell the story. It'll be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. But folks, when we get to heaven, will it be your theme and glory when you get to heaven? And face the Lord like I will. Will he look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant? Will he look at your blueprint and then he'll look at the, your life and he'll go, you lived. You lived out your blueprint. Right now, right now, lives are changing all over the world. God is speaking to you and he's showing you your blueprint. You're saying, God, I'm going to tell that story no matter what, no matter who comes against me, no matter how hard it is, no matter the fear, no matter the addiction, I'm going to tell your story. I love to tell the story. It's pleasant to repeat. What seems each time I tell it, it's more wonderful and sweet. I love to tell the story, for some have never heard the message of salvation. From God's own holy word, we praise you this morning, Lord. I love 
to tell your story, Lord. It'll be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story. Jesus said his love. See, folks, the story that you tell it won't be like anybody else telling their story. It's still the same story. It's still the same God. But God, will, he's appointed you and anointed you to tell it in a certain way that others can understand and some can't. But then he's called others to tell the story that those people will understand. I want you now to understand how unique you are and how special you are and the gift that you have has been given by God. And don't you be afraid to tell the story the way God has told you to tell it. I love to tell the story for those who know it best. Oh, I love to tell the story to those who know it best. Seems hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when the scenes of glory, I sing the new, new song to be the old, old story. That I have loved so long. Sing it with me, everybody. I love to tell, Lord, your story. Oh, it'll be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story. Jesus said, his love. Folks, as we sing the chorus one more time, I think there's many out there realizing how unique they are. Before you thought you were a misfit because you didn't fit in. But now you know that you do fit in because you are a misfit, because you don't fit in with anybody else, because you're unique. God made you unique. Your personality, the way you think, the way you speak, the color of your hair, the shape of your body, the color of your eyes, He made you unique. And right now, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, God wants to use you. It's never too late to start on that blueprint. Right where you are, I don't care if you're 90 years old or older. I love to tell the story. Yes, it'll be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Of Jesus and his love, tell the old, old story.
that just touches my heart. Makes tears come from my eyes because to know how God has not given up on me, all the mistakes I've made. Have you all made mistakes? Are you sorry for your mistakes? I am. I've repented. I repent every day. I say, God, I'm so sorry I've wasted all this time. I'm sorry for some of the things I think and I feel. I just want to be righteous. It doesn't mean religious. It just means, God, I want to be right with you. I want to be right with you. And if you've got a prayer request, a praise report, let me know. Um, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you, David. Encouraging message. Um, uh, Looks like M Mira asked for prayers. Um, I'm going to bring Shanita on here, and we're going to have some praise reports and uh, um, prayer requests. I'm not quite sure if I'm able to bring her on or not. Uh, let's see here. Oh, there we are. Okay. There you are. Um, let's see. There you go. Okay, I'm ready for prayer for a praise reports. We've been praying for Mira for several months and she's just given a testimony that God has given her a place to live where she's safe from the persecution and she can spend time in prayer and seeking the Lord. And awesome. another praise report is last week, y'all were praying for Lorianne's situation and God has resolved that, that electricity issue. So thanks for letting us know, Lorianne. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shanita. Yeah. Um, any more praise? Uh, yes. per yeah. Uh, you know, one of the, the strongholds you mentioned, the smoking, uh, Rhonda let us know a couple months ago when she was ready to get delivered from that. And we prayed for her. And now she is encouraging other people by her testimony that she's been free for two years. So we're just so excited for how God's at work in her body, physically, spiritually. So thank you for letting us know that, Rhonda. Oh, praise God. That's that's so amazing. Um, okay, well, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Um, Shanita, we're going to yeah. go and we're going to be praying for people right now. Um, if you're with somebody and you want to put your hands um, on them, if you, you, you can also be praying for someone, too. Um, they don't need to be there with you. you. Your prayer is just as potent, even if someone's not there with you. Right now, Lord, I lift everyone up that's hearing the sound of my voice, Father. And I'm asking for a special anointing on each and every person. Father, I'm asking for that anointing, and I'm asking for comfort. Father, I'm asking for wisdom. There's many that are seeking their blueprint, and I thank you for giving it to them, for revealing it. And as time goes on, let them have patience and let them have the encouragement of knowing that you are slowly revealing this blueprint to them. Now, right now, Father, we're going to go into a part, that a section that your son, when he walked the face of the earth, that he did. We're going to come against Satan. We're going to come against the demons, just like your son did, because you allowed the power to be passed on to us to cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick, and preach the gospel right now. In Jesus' name, I come against the Satan, uh, the demon of addiction, 
the demon of smoking, the demon of drugs, the demon of alcohol, the demon of sexual lust, the demon of food addiction, every, every addiction that exists in the name of Jesus. Demon, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out and I'm casting you straight into hell. You are now gone to hell. You will not return. Father, we are commanding a healing. In Jesus' name, I'm commanding a healing over each and every person that's listening to this broadcast, over each and every person in this, in this gathering. There's someone out there that's got leg problems. I'm commanding that healing. There's someone out there that actually has been diagnosed with something that has to do with your head, some type of disease, some dysfunction. I'm commanding that healing. I'm commanding the healing of any disease in the body, anywhere of any person that's of the body of Christ, anyone listening to me, I thank you for giving us this power. Father, I'm asking that relationships be restored. There's families out there that have been disintegrated, that Satan's ripped them apart. I'm asking for a supernatural healing of the family. There's a mother out there who's been praying for relationship with her daughter. And this morning, I'm believing that's going to happen supernatural miracle. There's a father out there that needs to be reconnected to his family. I'm asking that that happens. We're believing it, Lord. The, the, the construction, the, uh, the putting together of what Satan has torn apart, we're asking, Lord, that you continue to set it, set it apart, set us apart. And we thank you for your love and for always being faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. And we always pray for the children caught up in abuse. We pray for them. Pray for their protection. We're believing it. Pray for the children caught up in human trafficking. We pray for that mother considering uh, abortion, that that will not happen. And we're believing it, too, in Jesus' name. All right. Shanita, is there anything uh, else you'd like to say before we... Yeah, you know, about your mother. A year ago she passed, and what a beautiful time to honor her memory and just how generous and considerate and gracious and kind she was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to all those out there that have lost loved ones, um, if you're hurting and we're praying for your pain, uh, asking God to, to heal that. Um, well, Shanita, uh, a couple of things, and I know I do this every time, but there's always, we always have new people, don't we, uh, that show up. And um, do we have any new people this morning that you know of? Could be. We want to give a warm welcome to all of our first-time viewers. Thank you so much for choosing to be with us. Yeah, and thank you. And please sign up for David Heavener TV. Go there and join. It's like six bucks a month. Or you get two months free if you sign up for the whole year. And we've got, we're coming out live next week, right? Live television. And uh, <clears throat> over 700 uh, videos. Um, and... Uh, also, to a couple things, these two books, I want to get them into your hands. Story of My Life in Hollywood, uh, Mind Control, and How to Use Your Power in These Last Days. Uh, consider picking these books up. And also the, uh, the End Times DVD, Four Hours, Me Investigating Things like Illuminati, New World Order, uh, uh, Satanic Ritual Abuse, uh, End Times Miracles. Hey, and here's the... Uh, Episode one, The Last Evangelist, which, by the way, it's the only place you can see it. It's on David Hebner TV. And episode if two will be ready soon. Episode two will be ready soon. And then one other thing i got to show you. 
I love this t-shirt. This is my fave right here. Um, my vaccine is the blood of Jesus. That's right. Tell people that my vaccine is the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is my booster. I don't know if you can see that or not. Folks, I want to get you this t-shirt too. Just go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give or call 844-806-0006. Or I think, Shanita, they can text the word chosen to 91999, right? That's right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we want to pray for you. Send all your prayer requests to david at davidheavener.com. Put in the subject, pray for me. I pray for you personally. Shanita does, and we send it out to our prayer team. We, folks, listen, if you have a prayer request, it's important that you send that to us because that's what we're here for is to pray. We pray. It's the most important thing in the world. If you would like to become a faithful uh, follower of this ministry, uh, both in prayer and also uh, financial support, if you could just, um, t uh, um, if you could uh, go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give, we would appreciate your donation. Um, we need all the help we can get to keep this ministry going. And we God are bless you. Prayer time tomorrow night following underground. People who want to pray for uh, the ministry and fellowship together are welcome. Awesome. So we're going to, we have our show tomorrow night, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We'll be talking about the Israeli war and the Muslim, the Arab conflict here in the United States, Holocaust coming to America. Join us. And if you're a member of David Heavener TV, um, you get to go underground with us, right, Shanita? And be with the guests. Uh, all right, be with the guests. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Remember, you never really lived. You found someone worth dying for, and that's Christ Jesus. I'll see you next week.